0: Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. Now, on to the talking news. Dunkin' Donuts hearing continued. Zoning Board unable to make final decision on special permit for Dunkin' Donuts by Angela Toma. After three and a half hours, the Belmont Zoning Board of Appeals was unable to reach a decision regarding applicant Nicholas Leo's request to build a Dunkin' Donuts at 344 Pleasant Street. At the request of Leo, the board passed a motion of continuance. Leo will conduct further study about the impact of traffic a Dunkin Donuts at Dunkin' Donuts will have at the Pleasant Street development. After, at this time, the board will reassess Leo's request. Leo bought the Pleasant Street property two years ago. The property's previous owner used it as a service station and car repair shop. Leo wants to tear down the existing structure and in its place build a 3,516-square-foot building. The building would have three separate retail spaces consisting of 1,500, 1,001, and 746 square feet each, and share a 269-square-foot space used for restrooms. In September, the Planning Board approved the application for the new building. Now Leo is seeking a special fast-food permit from the Zoning Board so that he may open a Dunkin' Donuts in one of the new retail spaces. Last January, the Zoning Board denied his request. In response, Leo filed a civil complaint with Middlesex County Superior Court against the Zoning Board. In September, both parties filed a joint motion to remand for consideration of a revised proposal. Leo's attorney, Joseph Noon, presented this revised proposal to the board last night. The project background. Noon discussed the original reasons the board denied Leo a permit including insufficient parking and traffic impact, and the steps Leo had taken to mitigate this problem. First Noon spoke about the reductions Leo made to the size of the Dunkin' Donuts. Leo reduced the Dunkin' Donuts by 514 square feet, or 26 percent, from his original proposal. He had also decreased the number of seats housed in the Dunkin' Donuts from 21 to 15 A 29% reduction. In his last meeting with the zoning board, many community members expressed concerns that the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection would use many of the allotted parking spaces for monitoring equipment. Under the site's prior ownership, gasoline seeped into the soil. The site is currently in stage four of the remediation process for gasoline. Noon said the monitoring equipment will only take up one parking space. The company conducting the remediation process, LSP, supported these claims in a letter Noon included with Leo's application. The traffic impact. Noon believes he addressed the board's concerns in regard to parking and moved on to traffic impact. To prepare for this meeting, Leo commissioned a full in-depth traffic analysis. The analysis looked at how much the development might increase traffic and how that might impact abutting neighbors and abutting roadways. Both planning board and the traffic engineer the town hired vetted this traffic analysis. The report found this proposed development would not alter the level of service at the most important intersection at Brighton and Pleasant Street. Level of service is the way in which traffic engineers assess how a proposed development will impact surrounding roadways. There is not going to be a detrimental impact to the town or to the surrounding abutters by the development, said Noon. The analysis also assessed the number of trips generated from the proposed site compared to a gas station and compared to an automobile station, which is how the prior owner used the site. Under this conservative estimate, as as compared to a gas station, the development will result in zero net increase in trips from the site. Under their most conservative estimate, as compared to an automobile service station, the development will result in a less than 2% impact on adjacent roadways. Noon said that in this scenario, regardless of the number of trips generated, The level of service is not impacted. And now
1: over to Max. Thanks, Bob. Belmont Couple Shares Their Love Story by Joanna K. Suvalis. In honor of Valentine's Day, the Belmont Citizen Herald selected Belmont couple Ralph and Sherry Jones to share their love story. Ralph and Sherry Jones lived in Belmont since 1971 and will be married 52 years on August 28, 2018. They got engaged in February 1966, around Valentine's Day. Here's their love story. How they met. Ralph Ralph and Sherry met through a mutual friend when they were in college at DePauw University in Indiana. Sherry was a junior and Ralph was a senior. I met him in his hospital bed, said Sherry. Ralph had pneumonia, and she accompanied her friend when she went to visit him. After she met him, she real- realized she had seen him her freshman year, when he gave a talk about student government. He made a good impression then, but I never connected the name with who that person was until I met him in the hospital and said, "'Oh, he was that cute guy that gave that nice speech. "'Very articulate,' she said, giggling. After Ralph graduated DePau, he moved to Cambridge to attend graduate school at Harvard University.' earning a Ph.D. in political science in 1972. They had a long-distance relationship, and he proposed to her in February 1966, around Valentine's Day. He picked out a ring from his uncle, who was a jeweler. He put it on a shelf in his apartment, and when they were going out that night, he told Sherry he forgot something in the apartment and asked her to go back and look for it with him. And that's how he proposed. They were married that same year on August 28, 1966. They moved to a home in Belmont on Farnham Street, the year their first daughter, Sarah, was born in 1971. Five years later, they had their son, Bradley, followed by Natalie in 1981. They have moved three times over the years to a home on Godden Street, Prentice Lane, and now Summit Road. Community Contributions Both have been active residents and generous supporters of projects in the Belmont community. Ralph volunteered as basketball coach for his daughter's teams. He was also the official photographer for games and helped found the Marauder Basketball Association to raise funds for equipment and support for the high school teams. (coughs) Ralph is a longtime Town Meeting member and was appointed to the Warrant Commission in 1988, and ran for school committee against six other candidates for two open seats and one in 1995, serving three terms. In 2008, he ran unopposed for Selectman and served two terms, from 2008 to 2014. Sherry coached soccer and served on the school PTOs and parent, parents of music students. She also ran a Lalesh support group in Belmont. Her love of gardening led her to become a member of the Belmont Garden Club. Life After Retirement When Ralph decided to retire from his position as a selectman in 2014, he also decided to semi-retire from his role as managing director of the company he co-founded in 1983, the Cadmus Group. Cadmus is a leading support contractor for the EPA, not only in the area of drinking water, but also in voluntary programs, indoor air, and energy efficiency. The company is also active in the areas of the built environment, energy services, and international development. Sherry retired from her role as a special education teacher about 12 years ago. In their retirement, they have enjoyed spending time doing what they love most. Ralph loves photography, and Sherry loves gardening. They enjoy traveling together and exploring places they've never been to before, such as London, Vienna, Chile, and Budapest. Ralph and Sherry discovered later in life they love dancing together. About seven years ago, they took lessons together at Fred Astaire Dance Studio in Belmont. It's like date night. We got very lazy about ever doing anything other than going out to dinner or the occasional movie, And when we started dancing, we were going out once a week routinely, said Sherry. And now over to Claire.
2: Thank you, Max. (coughs) Library Celebrates 150 Years with Books in Bloom by Peter Struziero. It has been 150 years since the first library opened. This anniversary, achieved through the devoted work of all the library staff throughout these many years, Deserves its moment of celebration. Spring will bloom early in Belmont this year. Our sesquicentennial celebration begins with Books in Bloom, an exhibit of floral interpretations of popular books to be held the weekend of March 2nd through the 4th at the library. The weekend is packed with events for the whole family. The Belmont Public Library is proud to partner with the Belmont Garden Club, Belmont Library Foundation, the Belmont Historical Society, and the Friends of the Belmont Public Library in sponsoring this respite from winter. More than 20 floral arrangements interpreting popular books will be on display at the Belmont Public Library throughout the weekend starting March 2nd. Members of the Belmont Garden Club will lend their expertise and creativity to Belmont's third Books in Bloom. Books of all varieties will serve as subjects from the genres of classic fiction, popular fiction, nonfiction, and children. Each work chosen by the floral designer specifically for this display. The junior gardeners will also be participating with their own creations. Join us at Friday night's first look at the opening party on March 2nd from 7 to 9 p.m. at the library, where the floral designers reveal their creations. Be the first to see these original floral interpretations of books at their freshest, displayed throughout the building. Enjoy wine, beer, and light refreshments. Meet friends and listen to music as you stroll through the exhibits. Tickets are $20 in advance, $25 at the door, available now at the Belmont Public Library, Belmont Books, the Beach Street Center, and online through Eventbrite. The events continue on Saturday and Sunday. On all events will be open and free to the public. Now to Bob.
0: Thank you, Claire. Automated Trash and Recycling to Begin by the Fall by Joanna K. Zuvalis. Selectmen voted unanimously on February 12 in favor of automated recycling pickup for Belmont's new trash and recycling contract. Attendance at this meeting was unlike the September 25 meeting when the Selectmen voted 2-1 to with Adam Dash opposed before a big crowd following a three-hour discussion in favor of putting out a request for bid for automated trash collection. This means every Belmont household will be issued a 64-gallon bin for trash to be picked up weekly and a 96-gallon bin for single-stream recyclable materials to be picked up every other week, including cardboard, plastics, plastic bottles, containers and lids, paper, aluminum, tin, and steel cans, glass jars, and bottles. Belmont will no longer be a dual-stream recycling community, separating paper products and containers, due to the changes in the global recycling market affecting communities nationwide. Everything recyclable will need to go in the 96-gallon bins. Public Works Director Jay Marcotte said that the automated pickup For the trash and recycling will most likely begin in late summer or early fall. His department will do community outreach between now and then to educate residents about the new system. In his presentation on on February the 12th, Marcotte explained how automated collection would cost the town extra money initially for the investment in the rolling bins with lids approximately $53 $53 each, but after seven years, the town would be saving approximately $70,000 for automated pickup of trash and recycling versus manual pickup. Selectman Adam Dash and Jim Williams said that they were originally leaning towards continuing with a manual pickup system for recycling before seeing Marcotte's presentation and having a discussion about it. Dash realized the automated bins bins will uh, with covers would prevent recyclables from getting wet and blowing around. He said he likes that everything will be able to be one bin rather than several smaller containers. Dash also didn't like the idea of so much change at all at once for residents, but said it would have to be done all at once or at a different time, So it may be all at once. Selectman Mark Paleo favored automated uh, pickup, saying it's cleaner, contained, and will encourage people to recycle more. All the selectmen appreciated that the automated bins would help prevent rodents. Pailio did express concern for older residents and said public works should work with the Council on Aging to identify residents' may need smaller bins or assistance with bins. Marcotte said he would evaluate this need on a case-by-case basis. Marcotte expects the new trash and recycling collection contract will be ready for the board to sign at its February 26th meeting. As previously reported by the Citizen Herald, China, a major importer of uh, scrap paper and plastic from around the world, initiated National Sword in July, banning the import of certain types of used plastics by 2018 and putting new restrictions on the types of scrap paper allowed into the country. The Chinese government told the World Trade Organization the new policies were intended to improve environmental conditions within the country. This is forcing Material recovery facilities in the United States to invest in making changes, and and to increase processing fees dramatically across the country, while the value of recycling plummets, according to Marcotte. Selectmen voted two to one on February fifth to approve an amendment, to the con to the current contract with Russell Disposal, Disposal Incorporated, RDI requiring the town to pay 50% of the fees charged by RDI by the material recovery facility to process the recycling as a single stream, not exceeding $45.92 per ton. The contract with RDI ends June 30. Until then, the residents can continue to separate their recycling paper and containers, and the hauler will pick it up at the curb. However, it will be processed and charged as a single stream. And now over to Claire.
2: Thank you, Bob. The Board of Health seat will be uncontested. Dr. David Alper decides not to run by Joanna K. Zovellis. Newcomer Stephen Fiore is running uncontested for the three-year Board of Health seat in the upcoming town election, April three. Board of Health member Dr. David Alper announced on February 10 he will not be running for re-election to his three-year seat, which he has held since 1988. This would have been Alper's 11th time running for his seat and his first race for the Board of Health seat in 18 years. Alper said he gave his decision not to run a lot of thought. He was recently invited to become a member of the Board of Trustees for the American Podiatric Medical Association, which requires a lot of traveling. With two enormous time commitments, I realized I needed to pick one to make sure I could do a good job, he said. He said he will feel good about leaving because of what he will accomplish in his final days as a Board of Health member. He will have the marijuana regulations written by the end of March, as well as a commitment from the town to fund the Belmont. Youth Commission. Now that Dr. Alper has withdrawn from the election, I wish him well with his new position on the Board of Trustees for the American Podiatric Medical Association. He has faithfully served on the Board of Health for many years, and I look forward to engaging in the work of the board and the town, said Fiore. Meet the Candidate. Fiori, a member and former chairman of the Massachusetts Bar Association Health Law Section Council, has served on boards and lectured for Massachusetts and Northern New England Healthcare Risk Management Societies. He is currently the vice president and a member of the board of directors for the Cambridge Arlington Belmont Bar Association. In an email to the Citizen Herald, Fiore said, I am interested in serving the town of Belmont as a member of the Board of Health, as health and wellness are priorities in my personal life and professional work. I have been engaged in the healthcare field and its related issues my whole life, growing up with a mother who is a nurse. I have worked with health law and medical malpractice challenges for over 14 years. Bringing my legal perspective to the Board of Health, I believe I will provide critical perspective and legal expertise to help resolve the diverse issues that we face to make Belmont a safer, healthier, and more enjoyable and sustainable place to visit and raise a family. Fiori believes the Board of Health will continue to face challenges dealing with the opioid crisis that hits Belmont at home and across the country. Further, we are entering new territory where laws and guidelines need to be established and fine-tuned in order to regulate the use and retail of cannabis, he said in an email. He said he is ready to face the important responsibilities of a member of the Board of Health which include mental and environmental well-being, the ability to coordinate with other town offices as well as the public and business communities, and ability to keep up with relevant and changing policy, regulations, and legislation. Now, here's Max.
1: Thank you, Claire. Looking back at 30 years on the Board of Health, a letter from Dr. David Alper. It is with a true mixture of emotions that, after submitting my nomination papers for another term as a member of the Belmont Board of Health, I have withdrawn my name from the ballot. Last week, I was offered an opportunity to serve on the Board of Trustees of my profession's governing organization, the American Podiatric Medical Association. It is truly an honor and a chance to work at the highest level of podiatry virtually across the country but with the price of a very large time commitment, including out-of-state travel multiple times over the year. A three-year term that can lead to a 10- to 13-year course of service, a very exciting opportunity, but one that made me look at all obligations in my life, including my family. The second factor in this is that starting in September, my wife and I are empty nesters, and the thought of spending time with her as our children go forward with their lives is also an exciting and happy prospect. Looking at these factors, plus still having a full-time podiatry practice, and the 30 years I have behind me, it became clear that this was the time to move on, to bring a wonderful, personally fulfilling, and, I hope, successful term of service to a close, and begin new life's adventures. It is impossible for me to quickly sum up an experience that has been part of virtually half my life. But I leave with nothing but positive thoughts. My gratitude for the decades of trust you all have placed in me by allowing me to serve you, my appreciation and love for all the wonderful people I have had the good fortune to serve with, both in the health department and the town offices at large, and memories of the many accomplishments I was part of, as we expanded and solidified the public health we provided to our town. I know that Belmont is a safe place to live, play, eat, and interact because of the work my fellow board members and the staff have put forth. Is there more to do? Always. But I have complete faith in the amazing staff of the the health department as well as the two so special and dedicated people I have shared the desk with, Donna David, and Julie LeMay. We of the town are in very good hands indeed. And truth be told, I am not planning to go anywhere soon. With my home and office planted firmly here and a few other commitments that I hold dear, 31 years at town meeting and still going strong, I do hope to still have a small involvement in what is around us. Need me to assist in something? I hope you will just ask. Old habits die hard, including the habit of involvement in a community one has grown to love. It has been one heck of a ride, and I cannot begin to thank you all for allowing me to go on it. My best wishes and good health to all. David Alper is a podiatrist with a private practice in Belmont. He was first elected to the Belmont Board of Health in 1988 and has won 10 elections. He ran for the seat. He lives in Belmont with his wife, Pam, and their three children, Adam, Megan, and Brian. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max.
0: Athletes of the Month, December and January winners. The January 2018 Belmont Boosters, Belmont High School Athletes of the Month, are as follows. For January, the winners were Carly Cristofiori of the Belmont High School girls' basketball team and Bryson Lipson, of the Marauder wrestling team. In December, the winners were Anoush Krafarian of the Girls Indoor Track and Field Squad and Calvin Perkins of the Boys Track and Field Team. And now over to Claire.
2: Thank you, Bob. Dr. Kevin Hill to host presentation on marijuana. Dr. Kevin Hill, the Director of Addiction Psychiatry at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and Assistant Professor of Psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, will hold a presentation, Marijuana, the Unbiased Truth, at 7 p.m., March 14, at Beth L. Temple Center Auditorium 2 Concord Ave. in Belmont. At the presentation... Hill will discuss the risks and benefits of the use of marijuana. Hill treats patients with substance use disorders in a variety of settings. His research interests include the development of medications to treat cannabis use disorder as well as cannabis policy, and he has published widely on these topics in such journals as JAMA and Lancet Psychiatry. He provides a balanced, evidence-based approach to cannabis, and his book, Marijuana, the Unbiased Truth About the World's Most Popular Weed, is a resource for many. He consults on cannabis-related issues to policymakers and prominent sports organizations nationwide. This event is free and open to the public. This event is sponsored by Belmont Health Department and Board of Health through grant funding from Mount Auburn Hospital. For information, call 617-993-2720. And now here's Max.
1: Thank you, Claire. Belmont Gallery of Art seeks artist submissions for spring exhibit. The Belmont Gallery of Art is looking for artists to submit work that creatively interprets fairy tales, Folk Tales and Fables, both well-known and lesser-known stories from cultures around the world, or create their own tale to interpret for the spring exhibit from March 23rd to May 4th. The deadlines for submission is March 9th. Submitted works are accepted in 2- and 3-D media, including sculpture, ceramics, textiles, paintings, collage, mixed-media assemblage, prints, and photography. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Tufts University,
0: the School of uh, Dental Medicine and Teaching Clinics, is offering a free dental screening. This will be held on Wednesday, February the 28th, 2018, between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Haven't been to the dentist in a while? Well, everyone gets a free gift. You can become a regular patient. We're on the orange, red, and green lines, and registration is required and space is limited. For location and further questions, please dial 617-981-6834, or we can be reached at dental.tufts.edu slash screening. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, We thank you for listening to the talking news and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.